Shalom, shalom, shalom. My name is Michael Sano, and welcome to the 12 Cities in Israel podcast. Uh, I'm Michael Sano, as I just immediately said, and this is my co-host. Hello. Who are you? I'm Rachel Villegas. What's up? All right, before we start, I have a, uh, I have a couple of ads that I have to read um, from our gracious sponsors. So I connect. Engagement with Israel that earns you rewards. Earn points and connect with Israel with articles, games, quizzes, polls, and more. So what exactly is iConnect? Well, iConnect is a social gaming platform where you can play, earn points, and receive cool prizes all for free. Their goal is to help you stay connected with Israel no matter where on the globe you are, now, why should you play? Because iConnect introduces you to a unique way to acquaint yourself with all things Israel while working towards winning once-in-a-lifetime experiences. So head on over to www.iconnect, with a K, I-K-O-N-N-E-C-T, dot C-O, dot I-L, and start playing now. Our next one is from Israel Phones. Um, it re- is, uh, hi. Israel Phones is the leading provider of communication devices for people traveling to Israel. Israel Phones offers SIM cards, MiFi devices, which are mobile Wi-Fi hotspots, travel products, and serves the connectivity needs of tour groups, synagogues, schools, community missions, study programs, and individuals supplying international prepaid SIM cards, cell phones, and USB portable modem hotspot rentals. Israel Phones consistently provides dedicated support for your travel, cell, cutting-edge technology, and competitive prices. For more information on what Israel Phones can do for you, on your next trip to Israel, visit www.israelphones.com. Now, both those, if you uh, if you check the video portion of this podcast, um, you'll see those websites up. So, one, um, yeah, that's a big hint. I'm dropping. Uh, hey, check out our check out our YouTube channel, please, 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 please. Yeah, so go over and check out our YouTube channel. Um, so what is 12 cities in Israel? You tell us, uh, <laughs> you <laughs> were your idea. Oh, all right. So, um, 12 cities in Israel is basically a, uh, a media onslaught to, uh, <laughs> to show people, um, the positive, um, and the normal side to Israel, the one that's not seen on TV. And I'm, I'm not taking a political stance on this. I'm, I'm literally just saying that anytime you turn on the news, 
It is you are messing around. It's okay. The microphones are moving around. So they're on these really cool boom arms. Um, but they they're springy. And uh so Twelve Cities in Israel is uh if you turn on the news, everything's about religion and politics. And our programming our videos our travel show and now this podcast it's it's all devoid of religion and politics now religion and politics will come up don't get me wrong um later on we plan on doing interviews and there will be some politicians and some religious figures but we're more interested in who they are we're more interested in their life story we're more interested in what they're doing um in their normal lives versus what they're doing in the political and religious sphere. Now, sometimes that's going to overlap because sometimes, you know, like a rabbi is going to be doing a rabbi thing and a, a priest is going to be doing a priest thing and, and and an imam is going to be doing an imam thing. But overall, we're not generally concerned with uh, with the re- with the religious aspect of it. Just like what, if we have politicians on, where we're not. How do you, how do I put this? We're, it's not that we're not interested in their politics. We're interested in the individual and what shaped their politics and how they became who they are. Um, so I came up with this idea mainly because I didn't want to work in a cubicle while I was in college. Um, City College in New York. Go Beavers. Yay. Um, and in the Jewish Studies program run by Dr. Middleman. Um and that is where I met Rachel. Um, yeah, okay, so the video portion is great, but there is an audio portion. So if you wave your hands, hi, hi. you actually have to, yeah, hit the microphone. <laughs> uh, so, all right, tell me about you. Who are you? Um, okay, so my name is Rachel Yegas, and I met Michael Sano at the City College of New York as a Jewish studies major and a film and video major as well. And um, I remember talking to Michael on the shuttle bus to and from school about this idea that he had creating a show for Israel. And like, like you said, the people that live there, the food, anything that you usually see in a travel show and just expanding on that. So like, not just the major cities that you see, like Jerusalem, Tel Aviv, but like our first city is Beersheba. So being able to learn about the people that live there and how what's their normal life and learning all that and just like seeing all of this like actually come to life. And for us being to go to Israel um, over the summer to be able to shoot, that was an incredible experience as well with him. So that actually, that's, that's a big deal. So we, uh, so part of the Jewish studies program is, um, a modern Hebrew element, um, where it's required, I think it's three courses or is it two for what a major, um, Hebrew one or Hebrew two, Hebrew one and two is required. Okay. So Hebrew three is three is optional. Um, but they're sneaky because there's a two-year requirement by the school for languages. So, ha, yeah, way to go, beavers. Um, 
So <laughs> you can laugh into the microphone. Don't stifle it in. Come on. This is a podcast. People want to hear from us or you at least. I don't know if they want to. I think they're sick of hearing from me. So, um, so basically what you're required to do is you're required to take two, uh, a year of Hebrew, Hebrew one and two, one Hebrew each semester. So Shani Greenstein, big shout out. What's up? Um, she was our Hebrew professor and she, uh, is amazing. She's all right. I don't know. She's cool. No, she's great. She's <laughs> awesome. Watch this subscribe. Um, so since the, the, uh, so I fell in love with the language. I was like, Oh my gosh, I love Hebrew. this is so great. It's so much fun. It's musical. Hebrew is very musical. Um, in it's, uh, when people are speaking Hebrew, it, it's, it, it just rolls because there, there's a lot of consonants and, and, um, sometimes it can get, you know what I mean? With the cut and, uh, but, but even that, if you, if you listen to some of the, uh, some of the Hebrew pop music, which I listen to far too much of it. Um, but, that's actually something that uh, in a later episode we're going to talk about Hebrew pop music and um, discuss some of it. And I'm going to inundate Rachel with a bunch of it. Now, while we're speaking, you're going to hear me call her Bigosh. Okay. So, Rachel, because I hate calling you Rachel. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't stand calling you Rachel. So, Bigosh, why don't you tell uh, our our viewers and listeners why... You're called Bigosh. So I feel like this would be a common mistake in obviously learning a new language with a completely different alphabet. <laughs> you are judging me. But no, no. <laughs> I was trying to spell my last name, which ended up being a complete fail. But <laughs> Spanish last name into Hebrew letters, there's going to be a mix up. And it wasn't until Shani told me that for about a year and a half that I've been spelling my last name incorrectly for the longest. <laughs> and the pronunciation instead of Villegas, which I thought was what I was writing, was actually Bigash. And that's what she ended up calling me. And that's the nickname that I got in the Hebrew class. So, yes. Yeah, so she is Bigash. So a lot of times you'll see if you go to our Instagram, go to our Instagram. Um, God, that was so creepy. <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, it brings out these microphones, bring out all the bass in our voice. So sometimes I sound, you know, it, it just really creepy. But yeah, sorry about like that. A man problem. Hi. <laughs> so apparently I don't normally sound like a man. Um, but so throughout all of these, uh, Instagram posts and Facebook posts, um, I would say Bigosh and Bigosh. Who, who, who is Bigosh and what, what the hell does that mean? Where is she from? Is she from like Kuala Lumpur or something? Jeez, man. Cause it is, it's Bigosh. Like it, oh, it doesn't sound, no, it's oh. not like, yes, it, it's, I'm lying. So it doesn't, um, we're getting off on a tangent. So basically that is how she, uh, became known as Bigash. We met in Hebrew class, part of the component for a Jewish studies program. And I fell in love with the language and decided to study abroad at Ben-Gurion University in the Negev, um, which is an amazing school. 
It's down in Beersheba in the south of Israel in the desert. And at first I didn't want to go there at all. I was like, oh my gosh, it's in the desert. Moses spent like 40 years trying to get the hell out of there. Why do I want to go back? The irony. You yeah. It there. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So I wound up going there and. You didn't want to leave. So I dress a little bit different. So I wear a kippah. I'm Jewish and I wear a kippah, but a lot of times I wear t-shirts and I don't, I, I dress comfortably. That's not to say we normally dress uncomfortably, but there is a modicum of professionality yeah. that people who, who, who wear kippahs tend to, you know, dress modestly and, and, and professionally. And I am not that guy. I'm really not. I wear t-shirts and shorts and flip-flops and Converse shoes and all kinds of different colors. Um, so the reason I'm bringing that up is not to, to, uh, point a finger at those who (laughs) we as Jews don't dress comfortably. No, that's not the case at all. It's not, it's just not, we do. It's just, we, put our best foot forward and we present ourselves in the best way that we can, which basically goes to show what kind of, (laughs) what kind of gutter trash I am that I do not do that. I wear t-shirts. No, I know that. So I dress comfortably. So I, but I, I rarely come across someone who dresses like I do and wears a kippah. That being said, I get to Ben Gurion university and sit down uh, because I'm having a problem in my room with, I think, the water or the air conditioner smells or something. There was something. So I went. <laughs> That's another story. Um, another episode. So I go downstairs and I go to the manager's office for Mano, uh Dalit. No, we stayed in Dalit. Well, I stayed in Dalit. Yeah, so this was Mayonot Gimel, which Mayonot, you're going to learn a lot of Hebrew on this podcast. So Mayonot is dormitory in Hebrew, Ba'ivrit. So that means, Ba'ivrit means in Hebrew. So if I say that, sometimes I I kick into this just because I speak it a lot and I listen to it a lot. So please forgive me. I'll always try to um, translate. So I go to Mayonot Gimel manager's office the gimel dormitory manager's office and i'm sitting there and um it's hot it's like so incredibly hot it's august in the (laughs) desert i am sweating everywhere and so i'm in i think under armor shorts and a t-shirt and flip-flops and this keeper and i'm sitting there and all of a sudden comes through the door this man in adidas shorts flip-flops, and a white V-neck T-shirt, just like mine. He's matching the vibe. And a, and a kippah. And I go, oh, and he goes, oh. And it turns out he is the manager. His name is Moti Biton. He is my best friend in the world. He is like a brother to me. And I, this was two years ago, three years ago? About. Almost three years ago. So this past. Two weeks ago, two weeks ago, I just got back about a week and a half ago. Must be nice. Um, I came back from Israel because I was at his son's wedding. We were invited to the most amazing Moroccan wedding. Um, 
But that was even funny too, because so you know what I said about he dresses like me. So finally I find another Jew on the planet who dresses like me. So I'm in heaven. This is like the greatest thing in the world. And I don't, you know, look underdressed for the most part. I always feel when it, when it, when I'm in a gathering that, that I'm somewhat underdressed. Um, but here I met him and he's like totally underdressed like me. Then I go to the wedding and I find out Moroccan Jews have a much more relaxed dress code. There are people at the wedding in jeans and a t-shirt. I am not lying. It's hilarious. Um, but you also have to take into account there's a lot of dancing at these Moroccan weddings. Yes, sir. So it's insane. There's a lot of drinking. There's a lot of food. Oh, my gosh, the food. <gasps> I miss Israeli food. I know. Well, we'll get you back there. Into the microphone. Speak into the microphone. Yes. Pull it closer. Hello. Hi. <laughs> so... Long story short, friend for life. I talk to him every week to two weeks. Um, he is worth running up my phone bill for. So you don't got WhatsApp. <laughs> we do. We do use WhatsApp, but what happens is he doesn't answer his phone, <laughs> so I have to call him regular. And then he's like, "Hey, how are you? What's going on?" And uh, he he's awesome. He's he's absolutely amazing. Um, his family is my family. I love him. I love him. I love him. Now, so I go do that, and I come back. And you remember I'm talking about it all the time. He came back tan. Yes. Really, really tan. Tannerer. Now I'm, yes. I'm Taylorer. Tan. Yes. <laughs> yes. So um, drink your water. Yes. Drink your water. All right. So I will tell you about this water. At the half hour mark, um, but this is actual Israeli water. This is apple, and yours is peach. Yeah, and they are heaven. So I'm gonna sip. You would think this size is really inconvenient to carry, but when you're spending the summer in Beersheba, oh it's not it's even so gonna last hard. you that long. It'll last you half the day. <laughs> <laughs> so. So I come back and I'm like, oh my gosh, Israel's great. Israel's awesome. And I get a lot of pushback. I wound up getting a lot of pushback, which I thought was really weird. I wound up getting a like, a, um, whoa, whoa. Calm down about Israel. Mm. Where, you know, we don't know how we feel. Or talking about Israel makes us feel uncomfortable. Because of the conflict. And I'm like, okay, I get that. I'm All I'm doing is telling you I love Israel. Yeah. So people, yeah, I started getting pushback. And I started, and it, and it, it became my mission to make people see what I saw. So, and what I saw was a normal place. What I, The mall. The Yeah, so there's different things. So here's an interesting fact. When you go into a mall um, or any large public place, uh, you get your bags checked. And they check your bags. And that's because throughout the past 30, 40 years, um, people have had weapons. They've had, you know, explosive bad things. So, so what they decided to do is they, general consensus, said, look, we've got to, we've got to, um, 
find a way to to it's like a necessary precaution yeah yeah so they extended the stuff that we experience at the airports now to public places um to schools like when we went on campus yeah i feel like some people like here especially they'd feel like oh that's like invasion of privacy or it's just inconvenient but i feel like it's 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 like a it's their it's their normal in Israel, so like, and it helps them feel secure and safe. So like, I don't, see, I personally don't see like an issue in it, and like, it's to benefit others. It's not to, like, create problems or anything. Yeah, and that it's not like they're going through your phone. It's not like they're going through your laptop. You know, you're not getting patted down. Um, you're literally just open your bag. They look. Send it through the metal detector thing. Yeah, like if you're going on to the train, um, they do that. Uh, but so I was getting a lot of pushback. I was getting a lot of eh, about Israel. And I realized something very quickly that people didn't, people, people don't understand. Um, you know, we talk about understanding other cultures. We talk about seeing the realities of other places and, and when it comes down to it television left or right it doesn't matter what side you're on there's a narrative doesn't matter um how you vote they the people in media even small media not just big media not just the big media but even in small media they all have a narrative and they all want you to see their 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 uh talking points well it's not really a perspective though well maybe it is yeah it is a perspective but it's not a um an open perspective that Mm -hmm. looks into um how things really are yeah you know what i mean so um not to dwell too much on that but that so that that was one of the big things so because for when you think of when you think of Israel, you think of the wall, you think of the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, you think of um you don't think about apartment buildings. You know what I mean? Like everyday normal things. Uh, yeah, you don't think of gas stations. Yeah. And we went to the gas station, remember? We went to the no, gas My original thought of Israel was like there's Jerusalem, there's Tel Aviv, and then the rest of the country some flat, barren <laughs> desert. Honestly, that's that was my thought about it. So looking out of the plane, I was like, "All right, this is this is a I don't know what I would have imagined, but this is not what I would have thought of." And then actually being in the country, it's like a completely different experience because, like, life is just different. Like you, like they've adapted to living in the desert. There's different methods of how they like treat water. And, like, it very much is, like, something very valuable that they don't want to waste because. No, absolutely. Well, like, do you know where that came from? Where? The Kinetic. That came from the the Sea of Galilee. So Mm -hmm. all the water in Israel comes from, all the drinking water comes from two major sources. It either comes from the Kinetic, which is the Sea of Galilee, or it comes from these enormous desalinization plants. And, uh, hold on a minute. Um, yeah, so it, um, so yes, that perspective, 
So what I what I said was people don't know about this. People don't know about how so everything that's done in Israel is done around food. Mm-hmm. So anytime people gather, there's going to be food. There's going to be food. There's going to be eating. Um, it depends on where you are in the country. There may be saying, um, someone's always going to be smoking a cigarette. Uh, everyone smokes in Israel. Holy cow. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, so that's, that was the big thing. I, I, I wanted to show people the real Israel, the Israel that I saw, not the Israel from the news, not the, not the Israel from the right or the left or, um, the, the religious Israel. I wanted to show people the, so the same concept is Las Vegas. Okay. Okay. Las Vegas is gambling. Sin city. Woo. Let's party. Let's do (laughs) stuff. DJs, all this stuff. But who picks up the garbage? Who works at the restaurant? Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's all these normal people who live in Las Vegas that are not, you know, Wayne Newton and, No, it's like me living in New York. Like, my family's going to come over and be like, I want to go to Times Square. I want to avoid that place like the plague. Like, I don't want to be there. Absolutely. <laughs> no, absolutely. You're totally on point. Um, All right. So right now, uh, we're, we're at the halfway point. So I Woo-hoo! have to do a couple of ads real quick uh, to our spo- uh, more of our sponsors. More of our sponsors who are so wonderful. Again, thank you, iConnect. Thank you, Israel Phones. Um, but right now, um, I'd like to talk to you. I'd like to talk to you about no. That's not that was that was a public service announcement right there. I'd like to talk to you about Neviot. Neviot is the water that we're drinking. Neviot apple, Neviot peach. Yay! Um nature at its best. Neviot delivers you with a true combination of health and pleasure. Based on Neviat natural mineral, one of its kind in Israel, it's enhanced with five B-group vitamins. Five B-group vitamins. Wow, that's really awesome. It is naturally sweetened. It's low calorie. It's only got 35 to 40 calories per eight fluid ounces. Um, There's no preservatives, no color additives, Nice and clear. Um, available in delicious, indulging flavors. I love that, indulging flavors. Like, you should feel bad about drinking this water. It's so good. Um, those flavors are apple, peach, and grape. I don't have grape up here today. Um, but I'm, I'm going to tell you. Uh, so, hold on. Let me finish. If you're in Israel, you should be drinking Neviot. For more information, check out their website at http www.neviotglobal.com forward slash en forward slash home. www.neviotglobal.com forward slash en forward slash home again i'm going to put that one in um i'm going to put that one in the video portion remind me to bring up peach neviot uh, when i'm done with this next ad so um if you really want to try this water 
and you're not in Israel, uh, you can reach out to a company called Macolet Online. Macolet is like corner store, like bodega. If you're from New York, um, a Macolet is a place that has coffee. It has Gold Star beer. It has water. Chips. It has chala- yeah. Chi- uh, no, it well, doesn't. Well, chips are French fries there, but like uh, potato chips and stuff yeah. like that. Bamba. Um, Macolet Online's main goal is to make Israeli. I can't even read my own writing. Sorry, give me one moment again. Like old man eyes. Shush. Makolet Online's main goal is to make Israeli groceries and Judaic products affordable and available to everyone in the USA and Canada. Their online store carries items that are unavailable in most places in North America. Things like tahini, Israeli chocolates, frozen borekas, and the Neviat water that we are drinking here today. At Makolet Online, you will find your favorite Israeli goods or simply enjoy brand new flavors. All of their products are kosher and most are manufactured in Israel. If you want the taste of Israel delivered to your home, visit www.makoletonline.com. That's www.makoletonline.com and order today. Um, I order from these guys. I order a ton of different stuff. They're amazing. The stuff comes so fast. It's ridiculous. The shipping's not, not bad at all. Um, and I mean, think about it. It's foodstuffs. Uh, and so this stuff's heavy like foodstuffs. Um, yes. <laughs> Who doesn't like foodstuffs? So, um, yeah, order from them. Uh, Neviat water. That's where I get it. Um, everyone who I've had try this water has fallen in love with it. So we get to the arrivals terminal at Ben Green Airport <laughs> and go. No, so we literally just walk out the terminal and he puts me to the side and he's like, sit, stay, don't move. And I'm like, all right, I got nowhere else to go here anyway. I don't know how to get around. <laughs> and he disappears and he comes back with a small water bottle version of this giant love of my life here. And he's like, drink it. And I'm like, all right, cool. And I don't know how to describe it because it's like, Better than flavored water here because it doesn't taste like someone put food coloring and a lot of sugar in it and said, oh, that should taste like peach and call it a day. Like, it actually tastes refreshing and it doesn't have, like, a weird aftertaste because it's sweet. Like, but it's, like, a naturally sweet flavor you get from, a, like, the actual fruit. Well, it's, like, so the weird thing is, the way I describe it is um, not that my way is better. Yours is good. Um that it's like if that fruit was turned into water. Yeah. Like, in a, and, and, and until you've tried it, you, you really, that's, that is the only way to describe it. Um, but yeah. So welcome to Israel. Honestly. And I haven't had these wa- Neviot water since August of 2017. So I'm kind of really, I'm taking this <laughs> bottle with me. That's yours. You can have that. I I like the apple. Um, it says uh, now it says apple, grape, and uh, peach. Peach. Didn't oh, you have a watermelon one though? There was a yeah, that was a different company, and that oh. tasted weird. That one I no, it really did. It tasted like 
I don't even want to talk about it. It tastes like medicine. Um, but they used to have, I don't know if they still do. They had a lemon, um, oh. which was, oh, bang, and it was awesome. Oh, it's so good. Um, but, 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 so, so, so I decided to, that when I, when I started hearing all this stuff about how people were um, responding to my trip to Israel and my positive like, yay, Israel. People were like, you need to check that right now. Calm down, bro. And uh, I decided, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I feel like that's good because it's not It's not your fault. Like, you like Israel. Like, the same way another person could like any other country in the world just because that there's a stigma around it. Yeah. You're, you're just putting it down just for that. And, like... There was no reasoning behind it. It's like, oh, well, I heard this on the TV. And it was like, well, you're not talking about that. You're talking about literally what you did there as a student and going about your day as a normal person in Israel. Oh, exactly. Um, sorry, my cat has wandered into the set. And I don't want her to kick anything over. Um, no, absolutely. And so what I decided, um, I was actually on... I was trying to figure out how, how I could do something about it. How could I, how could I change opinion or was I even, I don't actually, I don't even know if I was worried about changing opinion. I wanted to figure out a way to, Oh, I know what happened. All right. So when I, during my first trip, not the one, uh, during my first trip, I didn't go to the wall. I went to Israel. I went to Jerusalem on the bus, got back on the bus, came back to Beersheba. That's it. I didn't go to Tel Aviv except to the airport, which is not even in Tel Aviv. It's in Lod. Um, I didn't go to Haifa. I didn't go anywhere. I So for those of you who don't know me... Um, I have, or I probably still have them. They're just put in a box and suppressed, which is what you should do with your emotions. You should take them, suppress them, and put them in a box. No. No, no, no. <laughs> but uh, so I had this, I really, it felt like at times this crippling anxiety um, where I just, I couldn't function. I couldn't, I couldn't be around um, large groups of people. Um, social interactions were really goofy. They were like weird because I didn't feel comfortable talking to people. And so, and I'm sure people thought this guy is a bozo. I don't know what's up with him. He's really nice. He's super attractive, but he's, (laughs) he's weird. So, um, so I was really upset with myself. I was upset with myself for not going to those places. And the thing was, there was a bus. There is a bus right by the Soroka Hospital, which is a hospital in Beersheba. And this bus goes to Jerusalem and it leaves like every hour, a couple of hours or something. There's a lot of trips up to uh, up to Jerusalem from Beersheba. It's not far. It's only like an hour and 15, an hour and a half. And uh, I was always gonna get on the bus and i never got on the bus and i was ticked um people asked you know oh you went did you no did you no 
what about no so i decided to reapply um to the uh i decided to reapply to the ulpan program which is what i had wound up going on that first year ulpan is intense hebrew um i had said earlier in the podcast that i was really in love with hebrew and i really you know enjoyed speaking it i enjoyed learning it uh, so i went and i spent this amazing 30 days in Beersheba and but i i, I and i love Beersheba don't get me wrong but i didn't see any of the other any of the other things so i decided to go and go back and i went back and but before i did i spent a lot of time talking to a friend of mine charlotte you you know charlotte yes so charlotte is one of our alum from city college and she was in our hebrew class with us and charlotte helped a lot in getting this show going getting the show off the ground um and she motivated me charlotte strauss what up and mary her sister miriam strauss um charlotte did a lot to get me motivated to come back to israel to um see all the sites that i didn't see um and she said maybe one of the things you can do is you can like vlog it you know do a video log. So yeah. you're a sneak. So the first time, my first time in Jerusalem was also your first time? No, I had been to Jerusalem before. Oh, but like in the city? like In, in the city. Yeah. So going mm. on the, uh, going on the light rail. But I, what, so I am a research freak. Okay. So I know all the things that I need to do in a place before I get there. Okay. Okay. So he's a planner. I'm not, I am <laughs> such a planner. So I had spent this time. She and and this vlog idea eventually wound up turning into the show 12 cities in Israel. This, this, um, and where did 12 cities in Israel come from? That's actually a really ridiculous story. So there is this group called static and Benel Tavori. And they're ridiculously popular singers. And they have a brand new song, which I love, um, called Yasso. Yasso. It's fun. Um, anyway, so they have this song called Kvishakov, which is uh, Coastal Road. And it goes Haifa, Natanya, Herzliya, Tel Aviv. And it, it's them driving down the coastal road. And... Um, I was like, wow, yeah, wouldn't it be cool to go to all those places? And this was all while I was talking to Charlotte. And it wound up, like, picking names. And I was like, 10 cities in Israel. And then I was like, no, what about this city and this city? And it developed into this show idea for this. It, it was originally an hour-long show. But I pared it down to, like, a half an hour. So it would be okay. more fun to watch, which is, like, what is that like 25 minutes or something about yeah and uh so i go back and i'm in can't remember where i asked you but i asked you if you wanted to go probably on the shuttle bus coming from 125th yeah is that where i was telling you about this show usually because i'd always see you in the morning going to class oh all right because you came from the metro north and i would just be walking up yeah that was me 
It's light. Um, that was that was such a horrendous commute. Oh my gosh, it was an hour on the train, and then another two miles during weather, because the school season is always when it's raining or snowing or something. If God hates educated people, apparently. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so then I um. Then what happened? Before then you know. Go on, what? No, that was just like a thought. You're like, I'm thinking of doing this. And then like it was just growing slowly and slowly. And then I then I applied and I told you you should you should you should go. And then I didn't hear from you. School. Yeah. And Ooh, then rough. you come up to me in the student lounge in the Jewish studies office. Yay, I'm all set. And I'm like, uh, Okay, for what? (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, go to Israel. When? With you. That's kind of usually how I do it. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's so awesome. And I came home. I told my wife, and I was like, can I go? Can I play? She was like, yeah, you can play. (laughs) So, um, and that, and then we, we, um, yeah, I had saved up a bunch of money. Um, and we, we, we came over, we bought all the equipment. We bought a camera, which turned out to not be the right camera, which was fine. Um, okay, it's I a threw, learning process. threw a rock at a tripod. Um, it was a great night. It was the last night. too. <laughs> it was the last <laughs> night of filming. We met a lot of amazing people. We met Kira who we're going to have to get her on this. <gasps> Yay. Um, we we did. We went all over the place. We uh, filmed in. Where did we film? We filmed in Haifa. Haifa. I almost died there. Jesus Christ! It was so humid. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was fine. Tel Aviv was humid. Tel Aviv was ridiculous. But Tel Aviv was Tel Aviv was oh good my to me. Gosh, the house. <laughs> I got to tell you something. That house is gone. So we stayed no. in an Airbnb with my friend Abigail Sparrow who is amazing. She's awesome. Beautiful person. Um, she had told me that she had told us both that they were going to be demolishing the place um, and that she was going to have to find another place. But I, I, who knows? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I went back to, and I thought I was in the wrong place. I was like, what? this can't be right. This is where it is. And it was a construction site. No. Yeah, so they knocked that one down. And on top of that, that one is in, so 12 cities in Israel, we have a uh, we have a travel vlog that I did a season for, and um, I'm going to have to figure out how to do another season of that travel vlog because it was really interesting and it was really starting to pick up steam. Um but it a lot goes into making one of those episodes. And it's Ooh. doing that is usually just me standing in front of a camera and then editing the Avengers <laughs> practically. You know what I mean? Um, everything short of CGI. And um, so, so yeah, there was, uh, it's, oh, I know what I was saying. So that, Airbnb is in our Airbnb in Israel episode and it's the one for Tel Aviv and that it's gone. 
No. Can't stay at that one. It was literally called like what was it? Awesome place in Carmel Market. Yeah. Oh my it gosh. It really was. It but really was. when I I told you I went to Moti's wedding, so I stayed in an Airbnb there, which I'm hesitant to put the link up in case I want to use it, but. <laughs> I will. No, I'll, I'll put the link up. I'll put the link up. The guy, his name is Israel. He's uh, he's a mentalist, bro. I want to interview him. No, apparently he's he's like amazing. He can like tell you like what you're thinking. Um, and he's got a couple of uh, we we stayed. There's actually pictures on our Instagram um feed of me sitting on the porch. I remember that. Yeah. Um. And they're amazing. I have a ton of pictures. So when I go to Israel, one of the things I do is I take freaking a ridiculous amount of pictures. I take pictures of everything, every single thing I can. But I looked, I think I have like 600 pictures. But that's too, you know, I'm not in Israel yet. So what we want to do with this podcast um, is we want to do an eight and four routine. So what that is, is that's eight months in the U.S. and four months in Israel. It may not be four straight months in Israel. It may be mm-hmm. two months and then another two months. Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to start bringing you, like for now, it's just you and me. Yeah. Okay. It's just you and me. It's just you and me telling people um, about all the things that we're doing. Um, but eventually, what it's what I'd like it to be is I'd like it to be you and I and Israelis, just real Israelis talking to us. I have a couple of friends um, that I've spoken to who are really interested. Um, one of them is my friend Yara, and I told you who oh. she is. Um, I don't want to tell too much about it because I've loosely spoken to her about it. Um, there's my friend Neely Kane. She said she'd be interested, and she's fascinating. She's just an amazing person. She was the uh, the student liaison in my first trip to Beersheba. I'd like to have my friend Moti on. He'd be a trip. He would just <laughs> crack you up. Um, and there's a bunch of people. Plus, there's some uh, there's some people in there's some people here in the city who I want to have on. So there's Danny Dayan, Danny Dayan, who is the ambassador right now to New York from Israel. Um, there's, uh, oh, what's his name? What's his name? Oh, Majerka, Majerka, Elchad Elchanan, Dr. Elchanan. Um, I'd like to have him on. Oh, okay. He'd be fascinating. I'd like to have Shani on for an episode, our, our, our Hebrew teacher, professor. Um, but so basically we went, not, not to get too far off on a tangent on what we're going to do in the future, um, what Bigash and I did was we got on a plane and we went and we filmed an episode. We went all over Beersheba because we were going to be there. We were slick. We used the time and the cheap lodging from being at Ben Gurion University to film the half hour episode. And the half hour episode is the core of what 12 cities in Israel was originally supposed to be. Um, and I'm, now we're growing it into something a little bit bigger. That's still a major part of what we want to do, you know, that show, we're going to finish that show. It'll happen. Um, I see it as completed already. So I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't, I have no worries. We actually, um, 
somebody helped us out and I'm going to, in the end, um, we have some acknowledgements to make and I'm going to, I'm going to bring that gentleman's name up. Um, but what I want to do is I want to show people Israel. I want to talk about Israel positively. Uh, so when you talk about your hometown, mm-hmm. you don't go, ah, my hometown is horrible. My hometown is garbage. Well, some people may, I don't know. Depends on where you're from. But what I'm saying is normally people have a fondness in their heart for their hometowns. They have a feeling of love and, and, and a feeling that I want to share my home and tell you how great my home is. So like Seattle right now. Okay. So Seattle's not doing too well. It's got a really bad drug problem, all that stuff. But people from Seattle still say, yeah, it's going bad now, but I love Seattle. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to bring, I feel like Beersheba's my home. I feel like Israel's my home. And I want to tell you about how much I love my home. Um, I want to tell you how much, I want to tell you about, you, I know a great place you can grab something to eat. I know a great place you can go do this. I know where you can go get this. Um, Cause that's what people do when people visit their hometowns, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, you're here. Make sure you go to X, Y, or Z before you leave because you're going to get the best experience. Blank. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, that's the whole purpose of the show. That's the whole purpose of the travel show is to show people the wonderful thing about uh, the wonderful things that, that are in Israel in a, a purely objective, non-religious, non-political way. Um, and we, we, I've done, I've, so I've done that with the first pilot episode and we're going to be doing more episodes. I've done the vlog. What else have I done? I've done the vlog. You've done a lot, like the different posts that you make. Oh, I do. Instagram. Um, you're working on the figures project too also. Oh, yeah. So we're also doing that. Uh, so there's uh, a lot of, there's 10 people I chose um, from Israeli history, like Ben Gurion, uh, Theodore Herzl. Danny Dayan, not Danny Dayan, Moshe Dayan. Um, so many Dayans. Um, there are uh, Golda Meir. And so all of these people, some of them are controversial, some of them are not. But all of them have given something to the state of Israel that's helped it solidify itself. Solidify itself, establish itself, and all that. And I want to do that. That's called icons. Um I couldn't remember it. So yes, we're going to, we're going to do that. And, um, what else? What else? What else? Well, that's pretty much, that's pretty much all I've done. You have a lot on your plate though. Yeah. No, no, I don't mean all I've done is in like that. That's no, yeah. I've done so little. That's all I've done. <laughs> I mean like, no, that's, uh, yeah, it is a lot on my plate. Plus, there's other projects that I want to do on the side. Um, but the bottom line is um, 12 Cities in Israel is about bringing a positive, positive view 
on the state of Israel and the people in Israel and the culture in Israel. And there is so much to see. There is so much that is lost in all the white noise of religious and political angst when it comes to Israel. So, um, all right. Uh, we, I have a couple more minutes. Um, actually, while we're talking about that, let me talk about one more thing. Um, so we're doing, uh, we're, we're actually in the process right now of trying to fundraise. Um, we're in the process of trying to raise the $50,000 that we need to fly to Israel to make six of the episodes, six of the half hour episodes, not the vlog, but the actual half hour episodes. While we're there, we're going to keep doing the podcast. Um, we'll be doing the podcast on the road, which will be kind of fun because we'll be talking about, you know, what we did that day. And oh my gosh, you remember that thing? And, um, um, that falafel almost made you throw up and God, I hope not. No, 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 no. <laughs> Just funny stories. Um, so please, uh, if you could go, go to my, go to our website, www 12 cities in Israel. Um, check out our, uh, uh, you'll find the PayPal button and on the PayPal button. Um, you know, just if you could, we'd appreciate it. If you could donate $2, um, to help us. We actually, I want to thank Mitchell Morgenstern from Chicago, Illinois. I want to thank him for, uh, his donation that he did. Um, I'm blown away. I'm absolutely appreciate I'm, I'm blown away. Thank you so much. I'm actually going to put something about it on the website. Um, I am, I'm just, wow. Thank you, Mitchell. Thank, Thank you. you to you and to your family. Um, I want to hit two more things real quick before we go. I want to talk about two um, programs or charities um, that are close to my heart. One of them is Ale. Ale helps children with complex disabilities receive state-of-the-art medical education and rehabilitative care in Ale's four facilities. In addition, LA provides thousands of outpatient treatments annually. Without LA, many of these children would be forced to spend their lives in hospitals with no opportunities for rehabilitation, education, and the love and warmth of a home. Please visit www.alay.org and see if there is a way that you can help. It's, it's an amazing program. Um, they help a lot of people. I, I please, if you can help them go there, I'd rather, yes, I want my $2, but I would rather have them have my $2 if that's all you can do. Um, next I'd like to give a shout out to, um, Schneider's children's medical center of Israel. Um, it is the only comprehensive tertiary care hospital of its kind in the country and in the Middle East, offering the full range of pediatric disciplines under one roof to all children from 0 to 18. Since its establishment in 1991, Schneider Children's has revolutionized the practice of pediatric medicine in the country and been recognized as one of the leading pediatric institutions in the world. To see what you can do for them, please visit www.schneider.com. S-C-H-N-E-I-D-E-R 
www.schneider.org.il forward slash English ENG. So, um, I'm going to write that out. So that'll, that I, that'll be in the description. Box. Yeah. So, um, definitely go there, go there, help them out, please. www.schneider.org.il forward slash ENG. Um, see what you can do to help out LA and Schneider. Um, all right. Thank you so much for joining us for the 12 Cities in Israel podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our feed and become a part of the 12 Cities in Israel community. We'll be bringing you a brand new podcast every week, so keep your eyes out for that. My turn now. All righty. Where'd you go? Please. Eyes out for that. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, please visit please visit our YouTube channel where you can see a video version of this podcast and other videos that we've produced, including the full-length travel video of the city of Beersheba in southern Israel. And while you're there, comment, subscribe, share it. Check us out on our website also at www.12citiesinisrael.com and our Facebook page and on Instagram where our lovely host here, Michael, will post a brand new photo every day from our travels in Israel. All right, that's it. Vitrot ve Yalla bye 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 <laughs>